from a galaxy far, far away. And a bookshelf straight out of the 90s. From Thrawn to Dantooine. And everything in between. This is Legends Look Back. So this past weekend I was out of town. I was down in Arkansas visiting my sister-in-law and her newborn baby and was uh, excited to get to go on this trip. Love getting to go back down south, but uh, I was kind of stressed because, of course, if you're listening to this after we put it out, uh, of course, this was just right after we celebrated Free Comic Book Day, the 20th anniversary, I believe, of Free Comic Book Day. And, well, I was 1,500 miles from my local comic book store that I patron, That's Entertainment in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. I found myself 1,500 miles away, and you know, we've got some stuff we're trying to do. We've got an itinerary. We've got to stick to the schedule. We're only there for a few days. Also trying to be COVID conscious is the, you know, Northwest Arkansas was, it's kind of a hot spot at the moment. And there was nothing in the world that was going to keep me from celebrating free comic book day. We pulled into town. I told my wife, yeah, I'm just going to need, after this three-hour drive, I'm just going to need to, like, stretch my legs for a minute, you know, before we go visit family. I just need to, like, go for a walk. So I parked in a parking lot and walked over to the comic book store that I had plugged into GPS and then pretty quickly found that, uh, well, my excuse wasn't working because there was a 20-person wait outside of this comic book <laughs> store in Fayetteville, Arkansas, uh, which on the one hand was cool to see that like there was some community and there was some fervor built up around this. Cool also to see that this comic book store, Rock Bottom Comics, free plug for y'all, did a good job, had a good experience, um, that they were doing a good job at, you know, keeping their store from being too crowded with COVID, keeping it to a three-person limit. That was awesome. Did a good job at all that. Masks required, all that good stuff. But it was stressful. Freddie, I know that, uh, you know, you like to go to in-person stores yourself rather than doing all your shopping online, especially when it comes to Star Wars collectibles. If you were me, how would you handle this? You walk into this store, oh, yeah. and the first, the first thing you see is just the wall right to left, all the way as far as the eye can see, of Star Wars figures. Oh, my goodness. But, but you're in the store to pick up the two free free comic book day issues, and I'm going to buy, like, one Legends back issue just to support the shop or maybe a trade paperback, depending on time. But outside the store, there's 20 people waiting on me. They were, like, frustrated that I got in before some of them, you know, that had been there before me, let's be honest. How would you handle it if you're, like overcome with the Star Wars possibilities, but you're also, you know, in a rush. You know, here's how I see it. How much damage are you actually doing to these people? Not much. They just have to wait a little bit longer. So, you know, take your time. Do your thing, because that's it. That's probably the last chance you're going to get to go there. <laughs> well, I last time I was in town, I stopped there and had a great experience yeah. and loved it. So, like, definitely put it up high on the priority list. Anyway, I panicked. I grabbed one Legends Back issue. I grabbed the two free comic book day issues. I was in and out of there in two minutes. Nice. But it was maybe the most difficult Star Wars decision I've ever had to make in my life. Uh, joining us tonight, we've got a couple of guests. We want to get your takes on this, guys. Uh, Emily, Rick, have you guys ever celebrated free comic book day? You ever done the, the uh, go to the store with all the crazies so to get the fun. free stuff? So much fun. Uh, I have I have not. I don't know how many hours I would have to drive to find a comic book store where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick to like online comics for now. What Nothing about wrong you, Rick? The the free comic book day issue of High Republic Adventures just released for free today. Ooh. So I and I didn't know this. They didn't announce ahead of time. It's gonna be free online. I was like, I gotta go. Uh, the FOMO was real, and uh, well, it resulted in this fun story. What about you, Rick? You ever done the free comic book day thing? So I think I've been to two comic book stores in my life, so I, I am changing that habit, okay? Wow. So let me just stop you right there. Like, okay, I go to like, you know, Books A Million and stuff that has like paperbacks and all that, but it actually- The big box stores. Yeah, but legitimate comic book store. And so the first time, whoa, I've actually only gone to those two stores on free comic book day. The first one was just an accident, but I did go Saturday- <laughs> Uh, oh, you did? Up, Good. Picked up one of these, you know? All right. Uh, and so, yeah, that's the, the Higher Public Adventure that came out um, for Free Comic Book Day. But yeah, and I, of course, got a pile of stuff that I've been missing out. And like you said, Jared, mine, 
was actually not crowded. Uh, Texarkana, Texas, Excalibur Comics was the name of the store. It's a really oh, cool. cool place. Definitely going back, but I was probably the only Star Wars guy there. And so, um, you know, we need to get some reputa- representation in East Texas for sure. Yeah, nice. that's that's cool. I'm glad that you did that. Now, here's the thing. We're not going to talk about these free comic book day issues because this is a Legends show. Yes. The cool thing that we should do sometime, which I would love to dive into, is a covering we should do next year, maybe for free comic book day, talk about every single Legends issue that was ever released for free comic book day. Because I got to admit, I have no idea what they are. <laughs> There's a 20-year history on this, and it's pretty exciting. I know that Star Wars isn't always represented, but uh, there's a lot of fun stuff there for us to, to dive into and kind of go back in the archives. But without further ado, hey, we are going to be talking about some fun legends. It's like a, a legends look back, look back over the last few weeks because, well, hey, we've been on hiatus. We've taken a little break here in the summertime trying to get ready for a reset, but there's so much Legends news that we have to cover, and we couldn't we couldn't wait any longer. I, text, I texted Freddie and was like, Freddie, we got to put an episode <laughs> together. There's so much news that uh, my Google Doc is about to burst. I don't think it's going to let me put in one more uh, line item. And, uh, you know, when you're dealing with 20, 30, 40-year-old content, when you've got news, it's a big deal. And... We can't wait to talk about it. So without further ado, hello everyone and welcome to Legends Look Back. This is proudly part of the Utini Podcast Network. It's a Star Wars books podcast you can listen to on your way to the annual Monstars vs. Toon Squad rematch where we celebrate our rich EU history as well as diving into lesser known Star Wars classics. I'm your host Jared Mays and I'm joined once again by my good friend with the coolest hats that you can't see because this is an audio only episode but just take my word for it. (laughs) Freddie C., how are you, Freddie? I'm doing fantastic. I'm currently wearing the uh, Shadows of the Empire uh, reversible N64 hat, the rare find uh, that I think it was a promotion piece, actually. Uh, don't tell the good folks how much you paid for that. I will not. They don't want to know. <laughs> I will not. But uh, yeah, I got it back from the Sea Ruby Imperium, and I'm doing all right. Wonderful. This week, we are joined by two people making their Legends Look Back debut, and I couldn't be more excited. First and foremost, we have joining us uh, from the desert, uh, recently relocated, excited to, you know, survive those sandstorms. You got to get in when your knees are quaking. Aiken, what is it that lady <laughs> says to Anakin in uh, episode one? You know what I'm talking about. We've got Emily Daybeck. How are you, Emily? <laughs> I'm doing good, Jared. How are you? <laughs> well, uh, good now that that awkward transition is over. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's nice and cool here in the Mojave Desert. It's a uh, high only of 92 today. We've been looking at highs like 105 to 110 range, so I am doing quite nice. I honestly got a sweater on. Like, it's been so cold oh, wow. lately. I'm like, don't even know how to handle it. Very I exciting. literally started sweating as soon as you said that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a, but it's I'm a dry. not even joking. No, it's it's miserable, though. It's... Beautiful, but miserable. It's like I'm living on Tatooine itself. It's great. It's wonderful. You know who is also beautiful, but not miserable in the least bit? (laughs) Our other guest this episode, uh, my good buddy from college, Rick Grace. How are you, Rick? Hey, I am much better now that I'm talking with you guys. It is really fun to get to catch up. A number of months ago, I was uh, chatting with Rick over Facebook Messenger or Instagram, something like that, and uh, Rick and I... We're, you know, reconnecting over our love for Star Wars and uh, both of us in ministry roles and we're commiserating and <laughs> the fact that, you know, you know, ups and downs that come with any any shared profession. And I was like, you know, what's really kept me anchored and tethered during the pandemic is having this Star Wars outlet, this wonderful community to participate in and was like, you know what, let me send uh, let me send Corey Holton an email and see if we can get you on the team. And you're here, Rick. You're here. Welcome. Yes, I'm here. I'm excited, dude. Hopefully I can help out. You know, I've uh, got some AV skills under my belt, and um, yeah, we'll see where, where that ends up. Who knows? Podcasts, live streams, all the above. I was telling Freddie and Emily beforehand one of our fun experiences in college, and they told me to stop telling the story and instead save it for the podcast. Um, I was asking Rick if he remembered the movie night that we had our freshman year. And you think about, like, having friends over to your house for movie night, you know. You might think of a comedy or Flubber. an action movie. Maybe Flubber. Flubber? Or, you know, yeah. This is, after all, a Star Wars podcast. You might think, oh, we did a Star Wars movie night. No. 
we watched. Do you remember the film, Rick? What 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 exactly did you come over to my parents' house for us to watch? That would be the Passion of the Christ. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we had a Passion of the Christ movie night, and it was not for fun. <laughs> There was there was popcorn if I remember though. There, well, that was my mom. Yeah, like you don't eat popcorn when you're watching no, a, that's not a, a grotesque movie. religious movie. No. Um, my mom though was excited that like I had made friends in college. She was like, "Oh, Jared, cool! You're bringing your friends over." It's like, "Mom, this is for homework, not for fun." So what kind of homework like, were you doing watching the Passion of the Christ? <laughs> so it was a New Testament class. It was like New Testament survey, a Bible class for us uh, freshman Bible majors and. Our professor, being hip, was like, hey, you can actually, for bonus, you know, like uh, bonus points, watch one of these six or eight religious movies and then write a report on them. Uh, is, is that right, Rick? Yeah, I think something like that. And I think The Passion was probably the most accessible because most yeah. of them were like the original Ben-Hur or, yeah. you know, mm. something really, really dated. Spartacus. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, well, guys... You know, my parents live in town. We'll all just we'll all go over and watch on their thirty-six inch TV, <laughs> and <laughs> we'll have a good time of it. I just remember we finished and we sat around silently, looking at each other like, "Man, that was a lot to process." <laughs> and here we are, oh, ten years gosh. later, Rick. Yep, I probably I probably like choked, cried on the popcorn, but it was it was part of the experience, you know. Oh gosh, I hope no one showed up hungry to that because like that's not a movie you eat through. No. Accidentally, no, I, I watched it. it on Halloween one year. That was like the first time I watched it. Was <laughs> oh on Halloween. So I tried a similar tactic, but I used I like took all of the Halloween candy into my room, and then I was watching Passion of the Christ. I didn't eat much. Long story short, it's like a different kind of bloody movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, it's going to have significantly less blood than the Passion of the Christ or Halloween. Is this episode of Legends Look Back? Uh, tonight, we're mostly going to be catching up on all the fun things we've missed over the last uh, three, four weeks that we've been off. There's been a lot of fun stuff that has been announced and released and uh, things that tie into the Legends universe that we're going to weigh in on. First and foremost, I am overflowing with merchandise that I've got to share with the world. I've got to tell you all about and would love to know that Freddie Shruley... Um, you have had some fun summary Star Wars-y pickups as well. I'll share my first while I'm watching everybody scramble to find their piles of loot here. I, I plugged this many, many months ago. Finally, they have arrived, but they didn't all arrive at the same time. Freddie, I got my Hasbro Black Series oh, 50th, yeah. uh, 50th Lucasfilm anniversary action figures. You got yours too. <laughs> I got yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I might have shown these off in our last episode before our break. I don't remember because it's been so long. Apologies, everybody. Thanks for bearing with us. But finally, what did show up, and this is what I wanted to talk to you all about. I got the fourth of the series. I got Heir to the Empire, buff, sleeveless Luke Skywalker. That's awesome. Now, let's pull a little prank on the newbies, Freddie. What do you say? Let's do it. Do you know... Let's start with Let's start with Emily. Emily, what is significant and odd about this particular heir to the Empire, Luke Skywalker. This image, of course, for all of our audio listeners, which is everybody, because this is an audio-only episode, <laughs> we'll put a link in the Discord <laughs> channel. The like cover to Heir to the Empire number one, uh, the adaptation of the Thrawn trilogy. Luke is sleeveless, mm -hmm. looking jacked, and has a lightsaber in his hands. And I want to know, can you tell... What is significant and odd about this particular piece of art? Do you remember who did this art, Freddie? Is it Dave Dorman? I think it was Dave Dorman, yeah. It's one of the most iconic pieces of Legends art mm -hmm. ever created. Yeah. Um, I have no clue. I'm supposed All to right. be the Legends newbie on the show, but uh, just go ahead and throw me you, under the bus. Even, even as a Legends newbie, you can spot what oh, is odd like with this. Maybe very small. maybe not like over the camera. Stamps. Google it. <laughs> Google Air to the Empire. Everybody right. do this. If Air you're driving, pull over. Empire. It's urgent. Um, and Google Air to the Empire comic adaptation. Air to the Empire number one. Uh, Rick, do you want to chime in? What's your guess? Can I guess? Is it the lightsaber, lightsaber color? The lightsaber color. Uh, That's right. I thought it was oh. Okay. He's got a blue lightsaber. This is set five years after Return of the Jedi. He should have. Yeah. And so... Uh, Rick has got a copy of Dark Force Rising, the the actual novel, in which case he should have what color lightsaber? Green. Yes, sir. That's it. But in this, ah, he's got a blue lightsaber. I see what now, you mean now. Okay. Here's the funny thing. 
Here's the funny thing. The action figure he's got. Uh, huh? Here it is. What color lightsaber? Green. It's green. You know. Why in the world do you have <laughs> okay. the blue lightsaber on the cover and the green inside the package? I'm this going is to, me I'm nuts. going to slightly derail us for a second because this is also my share, so it'll you know I'm about to lose my I'm about to lose my cool, so bail me out, Freddie. Well, you might lose it again, but I'll, I'll try to save it. So, it's not just the fact that he has a blue lightsaber, but this here Crimson Empire Black Series says Carner Jax, and yeah. you look at the cover, and you look inside, and it's Kier Canos. Right, it's a different character. It's a different character. It's a misprint. and, and It's a flub. And uh, I, I read on Yakface that Hasbro just released uh, a statement saying that they apologize for their oversight, and uh, you know they're they're actually getting the right one out now. This this is oh are they? So this here, my friend, is a misprint. It's going to be collectible. There you go. Okay. The problem <laughs> is now I've got to buy another one. And when does it end, Freddie? <laughs> it never when ends. When does buddy. the Star Wars collecting end? <laughs> you would think it would end because this is a Legends podcast, and yet it's right. <laughs> it never <laughs> it ends. Continues. <laughs> No, here's the thing, like the Legends collectible market has gotten hotter since Legends became Legends. Oh. Um, Rick is more into the collecting side of things, I think, than any of us. Do you think that's a fair assessment, Rick? Uh, man, it's all hot stuff right now, you know, and they keep reprinting, reprinting new things yeah. that are old things or trying to, you know, even the toys, like it's all um, the, the way that they market it, you know, it's it's vintage or yeah. whatever and it's like it's just the same stuff it's but super it's super vintage it's, you know. too though it's it's a very yeah. interesting thing right because they've got the uh the whole line that looks like the the first series that came out and in order for you to really complete that for the first set you had to buy the vintage uh vintage board game to get um Tarkin, Tarkin, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's 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 interesting i'm not how... touching that stuff ready not even <laughs> touching it i got that one i had to um, my collecting rules are I get anything that's Legends, yeah. and then I get all the books. And even then, it I, it starts to get murky because <laughs> I'm, you know, it's like when do you pick up a children's book? When does it qualify as worth picking up? I'm currently holding a copy of. I had actually forgotten I'd ordered it, and it showed up, and yeah. I was like, what in the heck is this? I had never even heard of it, but apparently I pre-ordered it. <laughs> Star Wars Monsters Ooze and Slime. It's a little kid's book full of weird and grotesque fun facts of the Star Wars universe. And so this is the, the weird collecting rabbit hole we go down. It's like, what qualifies? I'll tell you this much. In hindsight, I'm not sure that I needed this one. But I'm glad I have it. Are you with me? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's for the children. It is for the it's children. It's a great story, too. I did spend quite a few nights in a row at bedtime reading this to my kids. And we got to page 30. That's where my bookmark is. So apparently we have not finished it yet. But at least they haven't ripped the pages out. So there's a win. Right, how about you guys? <laughs> Anybody else got some collectibles you want to show off? Yeah. I I mean, I showed the, the Crimson Empire one. Uh, well, I talked about it already. But I actually also got my jackson today it seems like everybody got their jackson except for me um, and i finally got jackson so that that made that me jackson has kind of got like the the uncanny valley thing to him he doesn't does. he it, it's trying to make a cartoon character look realistic which they should have just made him look a little bit cartoony to begin with but he's he's i like to call him buff jackson you know every <laughs> everything needs its mistake in this line it seems <laughs> i have to put it on the shelf right alongside um like the power of the forest, Leia and Luke from like '96. You know the ones that monkey were just Leia. like their their muscles had muscles. Yeah, yeah I wasn't gonna call her Monkey Leia. That I, I imagine <laughs> Carrie Fisher, may she rest in peace. If she heard us calling her Monkey Leia, well, she'd probably do like a comedy bit about it and write a would, uh, best-selling book. And she would uh, call <laughs> us out for sure, but then she would agree with it. <laughs> Yeah, I would not want to hear what she has to say when she heard us call that action figure Monkey Leia. Surely she knows what we're talking about, right? Surely she knew about this action figure. I think she did. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a whole thing. Rick, do you own a Monkey Leia? Do you know what we're talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. No you clue. just do the you just do the books. You don't collect all the figures. Um, yes and no. If it's really cool, I'll be like, hey, what's that? But normally, it's yeah, it's books, hats, and uh, shirts. And oh, Star Wars Armada. I'm huge into that. So like, oh, cool. I love ships. That's my thing. Do you have uh, anything to show off this week? So, with with books, all you guys I'm sure can relate. But like, you know, you got you got you have you own a copy of the book, 
Oh, is that monkey Leia? This is monkey Leia. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I just Googled it and it, yeah, she looks like a monkey. I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll put it in the Legends Look Back Discord channel. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, goodness. Not uh, to be confused with monkey Palpatine, who what? there was there Ooh. were actual monkey eyes used in uh, the original Empire Strikes Back Palpatine. They've since been edited out in the special editions. But there's another thing to Google. Monkey Palpatine. It's a thing. Huh. Better than right. naked Palpatine. I to, was going to say, folks. like, you know, I would really love to listen to one episode of Legends Look Back where naked is not used. I, I wasn't like going to go there, one. but I'll uh, edit it out. All right. Uh, move on. Um, you, you've got you've got something. Yes. Right? What's it? Oh, yeah. So, um, all right. Can I go on a tangent first? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would never do such a thing. But we were talking about, you know, um, fun facts and stuff. And I just I don't know. I don't know if this is new information, but I think it was. Mark Hamill's Instagram or something, he was sharing about a behind-the-scenes from Empire where uh, the scene where, you know, he's in the, the cave in, in Dagobah and the whole oh, Darth Vader this. helmet. Yeah. yeah. And apparently they made a mold for his face, but Mark Hamill hated it. And so instead, he climbed under the stage and put his own face in there inside of Darth Vader's Darth Vader broken helmet. so yeah. shocking. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, there's a picture with him, him like, smiling in the helmet. It's like, <laughs> that just blew my mind. Like, ah! You know, it's great. So, anyway. Once you see it, you'll never unsee yes, it. Yes, exactly. That's right. Uh, so, I'm but, not sure I recommend it. That's fair. So, new a- acquisitions for me this week. Man, I discovered that comic book store I talked about. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, by the way, that's a 45-minute drive for me. Uh, that's where we have to go to get Chick-fil-A and Target and the essentials. And so... While we're I've there, that Chick Fil A. I've been there, man. Nice, yeah. You know, okay. I find people all the time there that I know at that Chick Fil A. It's weird, but anyway. <laughs> so my son, he's four. He has been saving money for like two weeks to buy a Paw Patrol toy at Target, and we went to Texarkana on a Friday night, and all the cool places were closed. And so we're like, okay, we'll go on Saturday. Let my kid get his toy, but first I had to go to thrift books or not thrift books, but different thrift stores. And this comic book store, and all day my son was like, when can I buy my toy, Dad? I'm like, not now, kid. We're buying Star Wars books. We're buying Daddy's just, toy. You can right. wait. <laughs> and so I picked up, like, I like I don't know, like five or six um, different, mostly Legends, uh, hard hard copy book, hardback book, uh, for, like, under 20 bucks at this store. Like, nice. I took anything with Star Wars in the title. And so I think this is, like, my third copy of a hardcover Dark Force Rising and, you know, I went home and, like, meticulously combed through which one looks nicer, you know, which is, like, the crispiest <laughs> edge and all that. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I got some new inventory, but I'm starting to think I have a problem. Well, I think if you own three copies... <laughs> I'm well, going to sell mean, the other two. Yeah, but, yeah. I notoriously know. have lots of different copies of the Thrawn trilogy, because mm-hmm. I like to keep copies I can hand out to people. Sure. Um, they're, like, the easiest books to loan out. Man, that's excellent. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's that's when my wife asked me this question. Don't you already own that book? <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Emily? Any new acquisitions? Uh, no, it's actually funny that you mentioned the Thrawn book, though, because my only actual hard copy Star Wars book <laughs> <laughs> is from this uh, this uh, Christmas. Utini did a Secret Santa, and my Secret Santa was Jared. And so I happened to have nice. my one Star Wars book on display behind me gloriously, um, it's the Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos it's, Rising. So it's a, I think, well, is it canon? Not even yeah. a Legends book. Yeah, it's not even a Legends book, but it's kind of <laughs> close, you know. So, it was the hot new book at Christmas. It, it was. was. And I was very excited to get it. Thank you. So a bit of a minimalist when it comes to the collecting. See, we need yeah. somebody in our lives to balance us out. Yeah, I mean, we move too much to really, for me to collect all that much. Plus, um, I am a huge fan of the library, and so I, I'm always at yeah. the library. So Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely. I'm a huge fan of the library too because sometimes they sell the Star Wars books that they want to move <laughs> out of their inventory. Yeah. And I watch those watch those library sales like a hawk. That's how I got. Freddie, have you ever told you about this? I've got a copy of um Vector Prime, the first book in the New Jedi Order series. Here's the Legends book for us. Signed by R.A. Salvatore. Ooh, oh, that's and right. you told me about that. Inside it says, Dear Doug. <laughs> Merry Christmas, 1999. 1999. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so cool, man. Friggin' Doug gave away his Christmas present. Doug, that's Thank you, the Doug. best name, too. I know. It's so great. <laughs> it's so great. Well, that does it for Thracken's Thrift Store this week. I've got more, but we'll save those for the video episodes when I can show off. Mm. Like Vanna White. You know, my book's in all their, all their Legends glory. We do have some Legends news, though, this week that we want to dive into. 
Now, Freddy, this is pretty cool because, of course, at this point in Legends Look Back, we uh, have kind of realized that one of the best ways for us to do roundtables of the books and comics is just talk about whatever is re-released, right? Whatever they're cranking back out, putting back on the shelves. We give it a month, two, three months, let people actually get time to read it. And then, hey, we're going to tackle it as well. With the Legends Epic Collections from Marvel, we just had a new one released on August 17th, collecting Star Wars from, you know, Marvel for the 1977 series. The old school stuff, as Freddie and I call it. This is the Marvel Legends Epic Collection, original Marvel... I can't even say this, Freddie. What's up with <laughs> Legends and their crazy convoluted titles? The original Marvel Years, Volume 5, which collects uh, issues 74 through 88... The 1979 Annual Number 3, and the Return of the Jedi Adaptation, Issues 1 through 4. Whew. That's good. Freddy, why in the world do we have such crazy convoluted titles yeah. with these books? Yeah, I have no idea. Think about it. Marvel <laughs> Legends Epic Collection, Original Marvel Years, Volume 5. <laughs> uh, we've got a fun Patreon trivia event, which, of course, if you're listening to us, has already happened. But hey, if you're not a patron good time to subscribe uh, throw us a few bucks and you can of course watch this incredible what i'm sure is going to be a hilarious event <laughs> one of the trivia questions that i submitted for this was um what was the title of james lucino's first star wars book that he ever wrote do you guys know this one i would like to consider this the most convoluted title in the history of star wars james can you, lucino can you do it i'm watching freddy he knows his first, it's a it's a new Jedi Order book. I'll give you that. It's a new Jedi Order book. Let me think about this. It's gonna it's gonna take me a while. I've been doing uh, a lot of reading on on who, someone who we'll, we'll talk about later. So all my names are convoluted. Well, this is it's not that any of the words are that difficult as much as there's just a lot of words. Ready? It's called Star Wars, New Jedi Order, Agents of Chaos 1, Heroes Trial. Yep, yep. I mean, why are there four subtitles to this book? <laughs> yep, that was it. Yeah, it's so funny just hearing it. it. I don't even, that's why you can't remember half of it. It's like, what was the first it three looks, titles? <laughs> it looks even more ridiculous all typed out. And I can't wait to hear Corey try to say it drunk. That's oh going to be the gosh. fun part. It, this is a drunk trivia event, by the way. We've got also coming up behind the Marvel Legends Epic Collection from Del Rey, the Essential Legends Collection, <laughs> which is just a slight variation on the title, but it's a different thing. Uh, Freddie, tell the good folks about Wave 2. Yeah, so Wave 2 is coming out September 7th. And yeah, very soon. Very soon. I mean, it get you better get those pre-orders now. Um, I mean, they're gonna go high. Some of these were hard to find. Some of these were people had trouble tracking down if they didn't pre-order them with the first wave. Yeah, that's exactly it. So we've got uh, what, let's see, what is that? Four books coming out. I think so. Yeah, we've got four books coming out. Uh, Rogue Squadron, which I I said that one first because I cannot wait for that that one sitting in my collection. Um, well, I'm excited for the audiobook on that one. Yes. Uh, and then we've got, there's there's another one coming, right? What do we have the first of already? We've got Heir to the Empire. So uh, Dark Force Rising, number two in the With, Thrawn trilogy. Let's see. Is there a lightsaber on the cover of this one? I think they got the color <laughs> right this time around. I hope so. I really hope so. Um, the funny thing in this whole discussion is I'm actually colorblind, so I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> what? How did you know then? I honestly, I honestly, because it's a big thing. It's like a big piece of Legends trivia oh, that there's a blue lightsaber. And I can tell that it's blue. I'll tell you what, though. The cover of Air of the Empire, the Essential Legends collection, looks yellow to me. I could be wrong. <laughs> like I said, there's, you know, the whole colorblind thing. Anyway, maybe it's green. Honestly, the difference between blue, green, and yellow. Yeah. Negligible, right? Set, set against the blue background, there's no telling. Mm. Yeah. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a total 50-50 shot. All right. Uh, we've got... The, the color notwithstanding, we've got the, the rest of the two in that series, right, Freddie? Yeah, we've actually got the rest of, of that series all in one. I, I think they just saw how hot the first one sold, so we've got The Last Command as uh, one of the four books coming out. And uh, that, that cover looks amazing. I, I know Cheryl is going to pick that one up right away. Yeah, she was our guest for our roundtable on that, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. She was. She, she's a big Mara Jade fan, so anything that has to do with Mara Jade, she's really into. 
And then lastly, we've got uh, Darth Bane Rule of Two, which honestly, the cover's cool, but I'm not sure how I feel about that versus Rogue Squadron. The the cover on it it's a big deal because you know the cover on the first one notoriously is not one of the best legends covers ever. <laughs> Rick is shaking his head. Yeah, uh, Emily, we'll have to gift you you know a copy like a hard cover so you can have another book in your collection of the original Rule of Two because it looks like somebody created the graphics in a PlayStation One. <laughs> and then they were like, yeah, we're just going to ship it. It's good enough. <laughs> well, funnily <laughs> enough, I've actually, I have read it. And the digital version, because I read oh, a lot on Kindle. Yeah. yeah. And I, I remember thinking like, ooh, who is in charge of that? Because <laughs> it, uh, I mean, it could do some work for sure. So I think the upgrade, uh, it looks great. Yeah, I don't know. Very much it more does. in keeping with the actual tone of the book. Because Hannah is really more of a prominent character in that. I'll agree. I'll agree. So some fun things from Marvel, some fun things from Del Rey, and then another fun book from Titan. Freddie, I personally have, am right in the middle of reading the Star Wars Insider, uh, these long titles, Star Wars Insider, the Fiction Collection, Volume 1 <laughs> from Titan Magazines, yeah. which collects, what, uh, 15-ish short stories from the magazine. Yeah. Now, the first time we've ever had these collected in one place, um, six of them... Five or six being canon, the rest of them all being legends, and we're going to cover this as our next roundtable. So you better get to reading. Beautiful artwork. I'm, oh, man. These full pictures. Oh, I just opened up to the worst piece of art in the entire book, which is <laughs> Darth, Darth uh, Plagueis' long mune head, which isn't great. Gotta say, that's nightmare fuel. Anyway, yeah, for the most part, really great art. And, well, we've got volume two on the way very soon. So as soon as we cover volume one, volume two will be hitting the mailboxes. Let's go down the list and talk about the the stories that have been revealed for this. Now, this is breaking news here on Legends Look Back. Well, I mean, it's been on the internet somewhere, but first time we've talked about it here on the show. The first story is Incognito by John Jackson Miller with art by Chris Scalf. Freddie, what's yeah. the next one? So the next story, we've got The Third Lesson, and the author for that one is Paul S. Kemp. And the artist is Merrick Ocon. Freddie always says these names with such precision mm. and grace. I can hear the passion. That I, I like it. I could never attempt. That's right. All right, Emily, what's the third story on the list? Uh, we've got The Last Battle of Jace Malcolm uh, or Malcolm. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure, honestly. <laughs> Author Alexander Freed and artist David Rabbit or Rabbit. I'm not sure. Yeah, David, David Rabbit sounds. It sounds wrong. It sounds like a trap, so it you got to say it. Yeah, that's <laughs> rabbit. Yeah. Who knows? Rabbit-tay? We'll find out. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. There's no accents to guide me on this one. And what's funny here, Rick, the the story that you're gonna read here is actually a legend story about a character I think most people would associate with canon. Isn't that right? Yeah, so that's 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 what I thought too. So this is Hondo Anaka's Big Score by Jason Fry, artwork done by Chris Scalf. Chris Scalf. Nice. It's funny gonna it's gonna be funny to read a legend story with the legends banner up at the top about Hondo. So but I'll tell you what, I'm going to hear it in um uh, what's what's the Jim Cummings voice. Mm-hmm. Um it's impossible, impossible to read a Hondo story in any other voice. Jason Fry has a few on this list. Speaking silently is his next story with art by Tom Hodges. Freddie, what's next? This is a good one. Got a legends uh, a legends legend here. Yeah, you got a legends legend here. This one's pretty good. Heist. By uh, guess who? Timothy Zahn, and of course uh, we've got the artist as Brian Rude for that one. I'm fairly certain I've read this one, but while I Google it, Emily, tell us the next one on the list. Uh, we've got Good Hunting, author Christy Golden, artist is Joe Caroni, and Rick. That's followed by Constant Spirits by Jennifer Heddle, artwork done by Magali Villeneuve. Yeah, wasn't Jen Heddle like the like one of the the higher ups at to, at Delray, or one of the publishing houses, I I associate her with editing, not with writing. So this is fun to get her perspective oh, on a story. The Cyrox Redemption is one of the only stories on this list that I've read. It's a, I believe it's a Darth Maul story. You've read it, Freddie? Yeah, I have. Yeah, this is a good one. I, by Joe Schreiber, one of my favorite legends. Uh, legends writers does a lot of the horror yes. stuff. Yeah. So excited to reread this with art by John Van Fleet. Freddy? Yeah, the next one, I have not read this one yet, but I can't wait to get to it, is Hammer, and the author for that is Edward M. Elderac, Erdelac, something like that, and the artist is Joe Corony and Brian Miller. 
I've never even heard of that author. Crazy. And Emily, last one on the list. A very intriguing title, Silver and Scarlet. That is intriguing. Yeah, right? I'm curious. Authored by James S.A. Corey, and artists are also Joe Caroni and Brian Miller, just like in Hammer. Hmm. Wonderful. This is interesting. I know I've read a couple of these, but I don't have good retention on any of them. So it's going to be a lot of fun to get back into this. I'll tell you what, I am loving volume one. Uh, First couple stories, I was like, this is such a different pace to read short story after short story. And there's tiny text and pages, columns and columns and columns of text. But it takes maybe three, four stories to start getting into it. And if you don't love a story, you're like, well, two pages later, I'll be in another one Mm -hmm. in a totally different era. With a totally different protagonist, totally different tone. Now, right now, I'm in the middle of a Dash Rindar story. Very Dash fitting Rindar. with the fun, the fun summer that we had here at Utini. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and spoiler alert, I think it's my favorite story Ooh. so far. Ah. I'm absolutely Ooh. loving it. What else do we have, Freddie? What's next on the list? Yeah, so then we've got the uh, Star Wars Legends Omnibus Rise of the Sith. Another, another giant. Uh, this is a totally different a collection uh, and this comes out september 29th this is uh this is a pretty big one there's a lot of coming out on this one can you remember the last month in which we had this many legends re-releases happening all at once uh, well it's funny because i've been out of star wars news and everything for a little bit because i've been busy with the real life starting the new job getting everything ready <laughs> with the house right um and then I, I saw, <laughs> I saw uh, you were like, "Hey, I've got some. Uh, I got the show notes up." And I was like, "What the heck? <laughs> this is a lot." <laughs> yeah, I, I keep track of all this stuff when we're off, like in between shows, because uh, I like having all the news. Want to give it to the good folks. I'm sure I miss some things from time to time, but you know, we want to be the best source of legends news on the mm-hmm. internet for crying out loud. Yeah, there's a lot in this one. I mean, it's going to be one of these massive omnibuy kind of like the the Knights of the Old Republic yeah. one. You know, the ones that you should, um, you know display in your home gym rather than your bookshelf <laughs> About 10 pounds and i'm not even going to read the list of issues that are all collected in this it looks like it's got a lot of like uh pre-episode one kind of stuff maybe shortly after episode one um it's got a lot of qui-gon material a lot of darth maul stuff so man i'm excited about yeah. this we will cover it uh, before too long after it's been out for a little while uh emily tell us about the next omnibus uh, so we got Blood Ties Omnibus uh, launching good. on uh, October 26th, and um, it also has a lot, uh, it looks like a lot of Boba Fett uh, collection. Yeah, I should have let Freddie read this one, <laughs> yeah. his favorite character is Boba Fett. He's read all these issues. Yeah, that's probably great. Every single one of these issues. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is collecting the entire Blood Ties collection, I think. And and it's funny because they call it the Boba Fett, right, Sto- uh, stories sometimes, but there's a lot of... Django Fed and the, the history in here, but I'm so yeah. excited to collect that one. That one has to be in in my uh, in the gym, the home gym. So I can you might have to get gym. both copies of it, Freddie the the regular edition and the um, the comic shop edition. Oh, yeah, I have to. All right, uh, next on the list here, we've got so much news in Legends Lookout. You want to take the next one, Rick? Sure. So Kevin Scott, good dude. He's writing a Life Day one shot coming out in November, and we're gonna have more lumpy in our lives. <laughs> Yeah, I've titled this episode, and we'll see if it actually makes the feeds this way. Tentatively, this this bonus episode, audio only episode of Legends Look Back, is called "A Lumpy Life Day with Legends mm-hmm. Look Back." Mm-hmm. What do we think? Lumpy strikes back. I can, <laughs> lumpy strikes back. Can we do? Uh, can we do lumpy. our best? We should do some uh, Wookiee impersonations for all of our listeners. Oh no! And that was good having you on Legends Look Back here, Rick. Um, you can go you find another Star Wars podcast to do. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the worst, but my standards are quite low. I mean, I haven't heard any Wookiee impersonations all week, so, so that's saying a lot. Yeah. Man, uh, Star Wars Trivial Pursuit, that's how you determine who goes first is the best Wookiee impersonations. That's why I always go first. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Is that true? I mean, it isn't the one I have, at least. No way. That's hilarious. Oh, my goodness. How did we never play that in college, Rick? We watched The Passion of the Christ <laughs> together, but we never played Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. Mm. That's because those were the dark dark times when I was a Star Trek nerd, like deep in Star Trek. So. Oh. Ooh, you, oh my. you come from the other side. Emily Emily <laughs> said it really well there. Oh. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you're one of those. Okay. Hey, well, with, but you can return to the light, okay? <laughs> That's right. You light. can come back. 
That's right. Like and, and good people like John Jackson Miller write Star Trek. True. Too, so you know. true. That's right. He actually That's recommended right. one to me. So he tried to sell us hard on his Star Trek books, and I was like, "No, you seriously don't get it." I want to be respectful here, but I don't do Star Trek. <laughs> I need to be very, very clear. Well, in the world of Star Wars comics, we've got Kevin Scott writing a Life Day one shot with a, a little bit of a glimpse of, of Legends weirdness in there, and I appreciate Kevin for that. There's another fun thing that Kevin is doing in the comics, and that is in the Star Wars Adventures annual, we've got Hoojibs coming oh, back. So excited. Hoojibs, in case you're not familiar, uh, the Cosmic Force recently did an episode on the classic. Marvel run, the 1977 series, in which case our buddy Caleb goes into a deep Hoojibs deep dive on a weird rabbit hole. And I do mean telepathic rabbits, because that's what Hoojibs are. Yep. They're, they're <laughs> telepathic rodents, right, Freddie? Is, is that about some of that? Yeah, they're, they're telepathic, sentient, and energy-feeding rodents. <laughs> there you go. That they looks look, great on a resume, for sure. Yeah, they look oh like special skills. a mix between a rabbit, a rat... And maybe a bat. <laughs> well, Hoojibs are canon again, y'all. And for the first time since the classic 70s series, they are back, thanks to our buddy Kevin. Um, these are going to be displayed in the Star Wars Adventures Annual for 2021. There's also a Jackson story in there. Is it the same story? Probably. I don't know. I know there's an A story and a B story. It's kind of become Jackson's uh, issue to shine each year. He gets that annual spot. And you can you can hold your action figure, your buff weirder than it should be action figure while you read it um we've got i think maybe the biggest piece of legends news for this week freddie actually has nothing to do with legends and it has more to do with our whole 90s retro vibe that we've got here on legends look back did you see the tamagotchi news freddie i did and guess do you know what? about this i i i already bought both of them <laughs> both of them there's two yeah so there's there's one that looks like a like a white case, like an R two D two case, and the other one is like a I saw that one. It's like a see through blue case that reminds me of like the Galaxy Purple uh, N sixty four controller. So uh, yeah, I, I oh, cool. and I have yeah. I have so many Tamagotchis, man. I don't know what it is about me and Tamagotchis, but I have like a keychain. If I were to put it in a purse, it would be like a, a it couldn't do in a clutch. No way, it'd be like in that Louis Vuitton Neverfull. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Did you did you do Tamagotchis back in the day? So like the ones you're talking about are like leftover from when yeah, from the nineties. Yeah, I bought every oh, single yeah. one of them. I had Digimon. You had them too, Emily. Um, I had Gigapets. Nice Gigapets. Yeah. So What's like the, the difference? Off brand. I'm not really sure. Okay. Uh, they're essentially <laughs> the same. Um, I think one is Bandai and the other one is like Tyco or something like that. Something. Oh, that's funny. You said you had a Digimon one. I think I did too. Yeah. It was like uh, one of their. Gigapets. They're not morphers. What are they called? Digivices. Yeah. And, okay. But it was like, you had to like walk your Digimon. Oh and then it was like, gosh. for me, it broke the canon. It was like these in the show oh, yeah. are, you know, you use them to transform your monsters and fight bad guys. I should not be taking my Agumon out to poop every, you know, 30 minutes. But <laughs> here I am. Here, here I, I am. am. And here we are going to be again <laughs> taking our R2-D2s out to poop with oh, this. Oh, gosh. I have not yet made up my mind if I'm going to buy one. Freddie bought both. <laughs> I, have, I can say I imagine my kids. I imagine my kids would like them. So, so Freddie, like, how many do you have? Maybe okay. So let me let me get as far as I bought when they came out at KFC the Digipet. They I think it was Digipet or I forget uh, Gigapet. Sorry, Gigapet. I bought those as well. And then when the Tyrannosaurus Rex came out, I bought that one. Um. And then there was like, I, I remember there was ones where you could scan labels at like a store and you could use like a monster would just come up from, from like a can of macaroni and cheese and you could fight it. That's awesome. Yeah. I just remember going to the grocery store and just like scan and then fighting. <laughs> wow. That sounds like Pokemon Go is what it, it sounds like. It definitely does. 100%. Yeah. And this is like in the nineties. So, I mean, I had a good time. <laughs> Freddie. I had a good time in the 90s. So mm. That's that's uh, his tagline. Yeah. Whenever um, he introduces himself to anybody new, that's what he says. All right. Um, we've got a lot of fun stuff happening there. So the Tamagotchi news, a little bit less legendsy and a little bit more just, you know, 90s retro in general. Um, we've got a little bit more 
with the the comic news, we've got a a new cover for Darth Vader number sixteen. This is part of the Lucasfilm fiftieth anniversary covers that they've been doing, and this one kind of is a throwback to the Dark Horse, um, the Dark Horse Legends Clone Wars comics, where Dirge, of course, was originally part of these comics, has come back now into canon. But the cover to Darth Vader number sixteen is Dirge and Ventress and. Man, is it beautiful, um, Rick? I know that uh, know that you're big into you know what's going on with the modern the modern day stuff. You seen this cover? Have you seen this thing? It's gorgeous. I have not yet, but I definitely want to check it out. It's cool. I it's actually caused some controversy. I know you're in a lot of Facebook groups. I'm surprised you haven't had to ban anybody from your groups for the controversy with this thing. And that is, why in the world does Darth Vader 16 have Ventress and Dirge? Couldn't you have put them on the cover of, you know, some kind of a Clone Wars comic? And uh, the response to that is, who cares? Just collect it and move along. It's, it's beautiful. Put it on your shelf. That's right. Except for, you know, with comics, you pretty much have to display them in long boxes. Mm. I mean, if you store them in long boxes, so nobody sees it for the most part. They're really hard to display comics for the world to see. It's a whole thing. Yeah, reading digitally is probably what I recommend, but once you get that collecting bug, it's hard to stop. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the upcoming Star Wars projects or recently released, so it's going to get, uh, you know, if you want to stay totally spoiler-free for uh, Visions, if you're not even watching trailers, um, that sort of thing, we're going to talk a little bit about this new upcoming show. We just had the trailer dropped earlier this week for Star Wars Visions, this massive anime Disney Plus series that's coming out. And this thing was wild. Did you guys see this? I haven't. You know, it's crazy that that you're even talking about this because, I mean, I I watch Crunchyroll every day when I'm oh do you? when I'm just you know, um, doing something, folding laundry, whatever it is. I'm always watching like an anime. So, I I I know that that Star Wars is trying to get into that market as well, and and they did really well with the Clone Wars, the first one. A lot of people like it. Yeah, the Tartakovsky exactly. series. Exactly. So this is this is fantastic, man. I I love this. Well, you got to watch the trailer as soon as we're done tonight. The the first trailer didn't have me hooked. This one does. It's amazing. Rick, you're nodding along. You've seen this. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, it's it's not really my thing, but I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. It's Star Wars. You know, you got to try it, right? And so I watched that trailer, and man, I was like, okay, all right. I, I could definitely dig this. This is going to be awesome. A lot of good I, stories, a lot of good potential. You know, I, who knows where they'll go. So it's Freddy's thing, but he hasn't seen it. Yeah. It's not your thing, but you have seen it. Um, we've got a middle ground here. Emily, what about you? Um, I have not heard of it yet. <laughs> There's the middle ground. Not even heard of it. Um, just your average fan over here. Um, uh, I will look into it. Yeah, yeah. We'll send you a link when Thanks. we're done. Yeah, it's, you know, three minutes is all it'll it take. perfect okay. middle of the what's road. Cra- <laughs> that was. What's, what's crazy is it is... It's it's got project. It's got a High Republic story. It, it looks like it's it's all over the timeline. It's got all kinds of different characters. Um, each each story is done by a different anime studio, different voice actors, and um, we've got um, all kinds of different storytellers getting involved in this. So it's going to be diverse in unlike anything we've ever had. But you know what really got my wheels turning is I wonder what legend story or character would do really well in this kind of a format. You know, when you're doing something that's not quote-unquote canon, that's just op- for, open for artists to interpret and tell stories the, whatever way they want, would be a great time to retell, you know, in a 20-minute episode, uh, a classic Legends story. Freddie, let's start off with you. Oh, Give everybody else a time, a little bit of time to brainstorm here. Uh, what would be a classic Legends story or character that you think would do well oh, in anime. Yeah, I, I, I've been thinking about this for a while, and I've got a couple, which I always break the, those rules. Um, one of them is... Yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> one of them is is Boba Fett. I, I would just love to see a Boba Fett version of an anime where, where he's just, you know, got... You know, you see the rocket come out, just super dramatic. Uh, all, you know, him going just crazy with an, an epic battle. I could totally see something like that. It'd be so cool. What if there was 20 minutes of him just trying to escape the Sarlacc pit? I mean, just that. Tentacles. That in itself would be awesome. That would be cool. Yeah. And then the other thing I thought of was was seeing Grievous in action because, you know, like the Japanese mechas are, are robots, oh, right? I, yeah. I could totally see like their take on, on how they would make him look and feel. So I'm curious because, you know, the... The Gendy series good... kind of touched it, but I feel like putting it in a real anime 
you know, it, it would be really interesting. So I, I'm going with those two. That's cool. I like that. Uh, how about you, Emily? Um, I don't really know all that much about anime, but one character that I absolutely love is Revan. I'd like to learn more oh. about him. See, if you answer with Revan on any question on this show, it's automatically <laughs> yeah. a good answer. It's true. <laughs> so that's my answer. Uh, that would be cool. I'm trying to think what a, what kind of a Revan story would do well. Him like exploring a cave full of ack hounds and Sith Lord spirits. Um, now I'm fanficking live on the show. How about you, Rick? You got one? So yeah, um, kind of channeling what Freddie said about the the mecha. Um, I already shared that I love ships, so I'm gonna go X-wing. Yes. It'd be cool oh. to see some some X-wing action. That'd be that'd be great. Um, and then totally different flavor. Um, how about Kenobi? Um, and you know, just some really dramatic desert scenes. Yes. And, oh, sure. no words. You know, stuff like that. No yeah, words, just exactly. audio and noise. Yeah, that'd be uh-huh. awesome. Oh, hey, you guys. <laughs> all right, hey, available for hire. We got uh, the crew over here at Legends Look Back. Uh, get in touch, Legends Look Back at utini dot com for uh, some negotiating. Got some writers here for us. Some good ideas. Um, in terms of a legend story that I would like to see in anime would be like uh, the Jedi Temple, um, like Luke training the Jedi Academy, Luke and a, and a crew of like 12 mismatched, misfit students that, you know, are kind of like having romances with each other, but also are like, you know, sneaking off to scale the temples in the middle of the night. And That'd be cool. And then they get, yeah, yeah, I'd like kind of like to see like the Jedi Academy. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my idea. I just came up with that right here on the spot. Like what I do is I write the questions, and then I always forget to think about an answer. So. <laughs> All right, give me question. Question. Sure. Uh, Dragon Ball Z is that classified anime? Is that totally. are we in the same? Okay. So okay, uh, help me out. Um, Bane trilogy. What was the weapon that they unleashed that killed all the Sith or most of them? Uh, the, thought the thought bomb. bomb. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, okay. should have let Emily answer it. She, uh, nice. yeah, there we go. So <laughs> I was, I was thinking spirit bomb in my head, and so I was totally going like spirit three episode bomb? long of building up a, mm. a thought bomb in a Dragon Ball Z style totally to be continued. You know, like a, yeah, okay, like a Kamehameha sort of. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, just building, building, building. Okay, I'm all over the place. Sorry. Now I want to see Bane eating like a huge bowl of noodles. Just <laughs> you know, like an anime, the way they eat is like way over the top. That one's for Meg, just for Meg. Uh, All right. Now, in terms of uh, upcoming projects, we're thinking about what's going to come forward with Visions. I'm holding out that one of these stories is a throwback to Legends, so we'll have to see. That's coming out later this year on Disney+. Plus. What just was released, though, we just finished up the um, the season finale to Bad Batch, and this is going to be somewhat spoilery, though not terribly so. There are a couple of Legends connections here, if you're trying to stay spoiler-free. You've been warned. There are a couple of Legends connections in the Bad Batch. First of all, is everybody caught up? You've all seen it? Yes. Yes, yes or no? Freddy? Yes. yes. Okay, because... Now, this is a bad place to be if you haven't. <laughs> two things, and we've got two articles written by our friend Meg um, that she did over at Comic Book, Comic Book something. What is that thing called? <laughs> CBR. CBR.com. Yeah, what is that? Whatever the R stands for. <laughs> Review? I don't know. Resources? Something. Yeah, so she did a couple of articles recently at the day job uh, about the Legends connections to these Bad Batch <laughs> to these, uh, to the Bad Batch season finale and uh, the episode right before it. That is, of course, we saw the destruction of Camino, and she compared it to the destruction of Camino in Legends. Uh, Freddie, you want to chime in on the, who do you think did it better, the the destruction of Camino in Legends or what we saw on the small screen? You know, first of all, I, I want to throw out. I hope I hope Meg listens to this episode because I I have been kind of. Uh, it's not anti-Star Wars. I just haven't had the time to really dig into it. I've had to mute my it my Slack a little bit and, and focus on things. But I got a notification of some some Legends news. And I was like, huh, I wonder what this is about. Because Google lets me know whenever there's something interesting. And I see this article and I'm like, oh, this is nice. By Meg oh, Dowell. Oh, and then you saw what? it was Meg. <laughs> <laughs> I know her. That's I cool. know her. Yeah, I well, was, we saw... I was, it was awesome. Now, if I've got this right... We saw the destruction of Camino in what the uh, the original Battlefront games, mm-hmm. and also in the the Republic Commando books. I think I'm right on that. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah, yeah. I read Meg's article. I promise. <laughs> anyway, um, in this, it was it was in its own way different. And I don't want to like try to compare apples to oranges here. Watching it on the small screen was gut wrenching and heartbreaking, but I think there was an extra level of oomph to it because we know the legend's backstory, right? There was so much more built up in these books and the video games as well. So if you are interested in comparing what's happening in the small screen to what's happening in Legends, you got to check out uh, the original Battlefront video games for the the GameCube, Xbox, PlayStation Two generation, <laughs> and also to check out. The Karen Travis's Republic Commando series, which does a lot in terms of building up to that. I think we get the actual destruction of it in in those books, too. It's been a couple years since I've read them. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll just go with it. And then finally, the finale has just a little bit of a hint of some kind of a big cloning project. And, okay, cloning is kind of our thing over here in Legends, isn't it? Totally. At the end, we find out that you know the Kaminoan cloner is on this mountainous world. It's a very, very brief shot of some mountains that she's taken to, and they say like we're going to put your talents to good use. Um, the the theory that's floating around the internet right now that makes the most sense, at least to me, and is also present in Meg's article here from CBR, is that it's Wayland. Rick, let's start with you. What's the over under on whether or not we're going to get some kind of a a cloning on Mount Tantus Wayland story in season two. Are we going to be adapting this element of the Thrawn trilogy? Um, you know, that actually is not what I was thinking first. And so oh. uh, I was thinking they're going to connect it just straight away with Mandalorian and setting up the sequel trilogy of films. But, you know, the way they have been kind of nodding to Legends, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. And I think I actually prefer that. Um, just to kind of tie in more and, and really build out, you know, the story there. But um, I didn't pick up on the on the reference. So Meg's article was actually really helpful for me. Like, oh, I get it. And so, yeah, I, who knows? That's not not me to say. I guess she sent me a link like the day of the episode, which was uh, this is the headline, which is there's a legends connection. And I was like, wait, what? I just <laughs> I missed it, <laughs> and so I had to wait anxiously for three days to read the article. Uh, Emily, what about you? What do you think? Um, I actually just like Rick. I thought it was just a tie-in to canon. I just thought, okay, yeah, so she's going to clone Palpatine and unsuccessfully, and um, so that that's really cool. I'm going to have to do a little more research into that and read a read a little bit more about that. Well, I just want to see shirtless Sabayoth, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Freddie, what's that your take? Was, yeah, oh. I mean, I there's a couple things that that played into this for me trying to figure out what's going to happen and there's a couple things here one we've got dave filoni create just go doing something that was a george lucas story right like like this is this is still george lucas's story so when it comes to legends they're very much still george lucas so i think that's the reason why we're getting a lot of these kind of interesting little legends tidbits in here is because this is from the what is it the protege of George Lucas, right? So we're going to get a lot of original ideas and and, and honestly, mm-hmm. I think I think we think we know what's going to happen, but it's still going to it's going to shock us and surprise us. What's fun for me is if they go to Wayland and they use that name yeah. and it's a mountain if it's Mount Tantus. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter where the story departs from there, so and I would like to see it depart. I'd like to see them do something different. Yeah rather than just trying to adapt uh, one of my favorite stories. But I just like that nod. Just give me the planet. Mm-hmm. However, if I see Thrawn with the Salamari over his shoulder, that's, I mean, that'd be pretty cool. i like to see, you know, it does not need to be an, a direct adaptation, but I would love to see that. I think you're going to be shocked. I just have a feeling. Okay, so we'll see. We'll see. I could not be more excited. Now, this episode's been a lot of fun. All of that was just the Legends news. However, we don't want to keep our new guests first time on Legends Look Back way too long on their first appearance. So we're going to close it out just briefly with one last piece of Legends news and it's a bit of a somber note, but we want to we want to cover it in a positive way and that is a great uh, a great great man in the the world of of Star Wars, but also Legends in his own little way is J.W. Rinsler who just recently passed away. Jonathan Rinsler just finally gave up the good fight and we want to give him a little tribute here on Legends Look Back. Rick, why don't you tell the folks just a little bit about who he was and why he's worth talking about here on Legends Look Back. Uh, yeah, so he's probably most widely known for his work on resource materials. 
Um, right. You know, tons. I think he wrote all of the the making of the original trilogy books. Uh, at least credited with. Uh, I know two. I, I personally have a few, so I'm looking over my my stack to see what I have. Um, he collaborated with Ben Burt to to write the sounds of Star Wars. Like, so, how yeah. awesome is that, right? Yeah. Blueprints, man. Just he's like the archivist, the Jedi archivist of the Star Wars universe. But not only that, he um, is credited with. The original, the Star Wars, yeah, which is a pretty insane. When you, when you thumb through that, I guess graphic novel is what we call it. You know, you see so many concepts that have worked their way in uh, to canon and legends uh, just over the years, and it, it sounds like a, this, a bizarre. Is it, story. A, is it an adaptation of the of, Lu, of Lucas's first draft? Uh, rough draft right, screenplay, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they did a comic adaptation right before the Disney acquisition. I'm looking to see when the when the publishing date was. Yeah, uh, July 2014. So yeah, right there. Yeah, right before the cutoff. So the Star Wars a- adapted in this weird way. So like the the protagonist is Anakin Starkiller, mm-hmm. but he's like a grizzled old man, yeah. kind of. <laughs> and, and, and it's a- Anakin, it. and uh, first you know like the the the, cr- the crawl, the Jedi Bindu. You know, like oh man, all yeah, great. all of this. It's great. Has been repurposed in its own way over the years, but this was the original draft, and it's kind of a, a fun piece of Legends history. So a Legends writer, but as an archivist, kind of took his, this backdoor way into it. Also was the editor on the Star Wars Visions project for Dark Horse Comics, which included the original appearance of Spider-Maul. The, the showdown between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Maul on Tatooine, kind of as a what-if story that then was adapted. They used that exact design for the inspiration for Maul's reappearance in Clone Wars, and, of course, also was homage in the Rebels showdown between Maul and Obi-Wan there on the planet. So Rinsler is an absolute goat, an absolute giant in the world of Star Wars publishing. Freddie, have you read any of Rinsler's stuff? <coughs> you know, as as a... As an engineer, I, I by trade, I I like reference books. I like things that I can look behind the scenes, the visual dictionary, so I can understand what I'm looking at, what it is I'm seeing, and then don't even get me started on the incredible cross sections. Uh, he was the editor on, on a lot of those. <laughs> you books. totally would love the cross sections. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, there's, there's the blueprints, right? And 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 especially the. Um, I think his yeah his introduction was visionaries, but his his uh, the book that really caught my attention and I think it was like 2005 was the art of Star Wars. Uh, I think it was Revenge of the Sith, and that one was just like oh man, I I couldn't put that one down. So he he's a behind the scenes kind of author. He's not doing original stories. He's just showing you the real stuff. How how amazing it is. You know we we watch a movie and it's great. Right, we see the planes, we see everything, and this guy actually takes these cross sections and makes this thing a reality, and that's how I saw it. So it made things real in my mind, and and every mm-hmm. time I played a video game, um, you know, it it was because of his books that I could reference those things and be like, oh yeah, this is that, and this is this, and it just makes you feel like a a really good fan. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, he does. He's got a way of getting into the the nitty-gritty behind-the-scenes material without making it boring. In fact, he brings it to life. And so I want to give a tribute to him here on Legends Look Back. He will be missed, and not just for his contributions to the galaxy far, far away, but, of course, uh, to the people in his life. To whom he was a significant uh, friend and beloved family member. So um, we here at Utini want to give a tribute to the Rensler family, and we're sorry for your loss and, uh, hey, everybody, go pick up your copy of The Star Wars, and we'll cover that one of these days on Legends Look Back. That'll be a weird, trippy experience. In fact, I've been collecting the 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 Funkos, the concept Funkos oh, yeah. they've been doing lately because, technically, they're Legends characters mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're in The Star Wars. By, yeah, Rick is like, that's a technicality for sure, <laughs> but whatever <laughs> excuse you need to collect more material. Well, that does it for this week. Uh, thank you for joining us here on Legends Look Back. We, will, of course, want to mention that our next roundtable, date TBD, but uh, we'll get to it before too long. Um, we are trying to put the show back together here, coming back from hiatus, will be... Freddie just pulled it off the shelf. The Star Wars Insider. I cannot ever get this title right. What's it called, Freddie? It's called Star Wars The Fiction Collection, Volume 1. Star Wars Insider. Star Wars Insider, The Fiction Collection, (laughs) Volume 1. That's right. 
volume one. And so we're going to do it um, within the next few weeks. We're going to talk about our favorite story. We're going to talk about the weirdest story. We're going to talk about which one's got the best art. We're going to talk about uh, which era of stories you like the best, all that good stuff. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us this week. Thanks, of course, to our guests this episode, Emily and Rick. Thanks for uh, hanging out here with us tonight and um, getting into all the Legends weirdness. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's been a pleasure. And, of course, thank you to our incredible patrons for your support. We love making the show, and we're glad you're along for the ride. Special thank you to Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, Carl Sander, OK Indar on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Sally and Chris Eilerson, and Freddie C. on our Alliance High Command for your amazing support. If you'd like your thoughts read on the show, you can email us at legendslookback at utini.com. You can send us a message in the Legends Look Back Discord channel, which is always popping off with some fun conversations, and you don't want to miss out. Hop in there and talk about noodles with us all the time. You can leave a comment on this episode on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter at Legends Look Back or you can find us personally. I'm at Jared Q. Mays. Freddie? At Wake Up Freddy. Rick? I am Rick underscore Grace and I'm also on Facebook. If you join the group, Star Wars Books, Comics, and Lore. I'm an admin over there. Oh, cool. Yeah, not even you, Rick, could get me to do the Facebook thing, but <laughs> nice try. And Emily? I am at Darth Daybeck. Oh, that's cool. Gotta I love a good Darth name. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If you're looking to buy some of these books and want to help support the show, uh, we've got a lot of things up for pre-order. So we talked about this week in the Legends Lookout segment. You can, of course, click on a book on the Utini. Maybe you check out the uh, the upcoming release schedule this time around and look for those Legends nuggets along the way. You can click on the Amazon link in the profile. And, of course, if you've read the book, you can also leave us a review and let us know what you think. Remember, everybody, in the meantime, before our next episode, as you wait for the glorious return of Legends Look Back. Keep the Utini fan code and be a force for positivity in the fandom. May the force be with you. This is a Utini broadcast.